Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Tim McDonald and Emma Holland. Good evening. Thank you for joining us in the cheap seats. As we break down the biggest stories of the week, we will wrap up the ashes with cricket legend Damien Fleming. <laughs> to talk all things UFOs, it's our friend of the show, Dr Matt Agnew. Absolutely. <laughs> And back for round two, the fabulous Emma Holland is here. Thanks, Tim. So good to have you here, Emma. Thanks good. for filling in. Mel Bracewell is away for one more week, but mm -hmm. it is wonderful to have you here. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> but in the meantime, we've got a massive show to get through. Uh, we start with the event on everyone's lips. National Town Criers Competition. The National Town Criers Competition. This is a big talking point and Huge. congratulations to the winner. Kevin reached 96 decibels, which is the equivalent to the sound of a chainsaw. Might come back to Kevin yeah. when he's finished. Sure. Well it, is, it is nice to see Danny Minogue releasing YouTube. Isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. There was another uh, award this week. The Logie for the most outstanding entertainment program goes to the Cheap Seats. <laughs> We do just have to check VAR on that. No, 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 no. <laughs> what a whirlwind it's been. <laughs> well, I couldn't have done it without you, Tim. Um, as someone who's been here from the beginning, I just think... <laughs> it is interesting to note that Melanie Bracewell takes one week off and we win a Most Outstanding Logie. <laughs> That is because um, she doesn't live here, so she doesn't know who to bribe. So. Exactly. <laughs> You're welcome. This, this is a very special honour. This is going straight to the, to the top shelf of cash converters. We, <laughs> we need the money. No, a big thank you to everyone who's watching. Thank you to everyone who worked behind the scenes on the show, to, to Loz, Nat and Joe and the entire team. We could not do this without you. Um, and thank you to everyone who voted, including the Russian hackers. Yes. <laughs> Couldn't have done it without them. <laughs> exactly. I uh, have been on a 48-hour bender. I, I've, I have noticed you're wearing the same outfit I, as you wore. <laughs> I am wearing the same outfit. I'm, I'm a bit hungover. Uh, shout out to Mum. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this one's this one's for you. No, it was a, it was a it was a magical night. And thank you for all the wonderful text messages we've got as well. By the way, we actually got a text from Channel Ten, which was lovely. Dear Tim, congratulations. Had no idea the show was going so well. <laughs> Unbelievable. When is it on? Um, so it was a lovely... <laughs> thank you to Ten and everyone. It was, a wonder, it was a magical night. Television's night of nights. And Mel Tracina and I, we were there on the red carpet, along with some senior international Paramount executives. That's us there. That's beautiful. That's, that's President Paw Patrol and um, Chief Content Officer Squarepants. Uh, we had a lot of fun on the red carpet. This was us there. That is us and that is me and Mel Tracina. Absolutely. The red carpet went for so long. This was us by the end of it. It was... <laughs> it was a long night. Tresina fell into a bush? Well, <laughs> Tresina needs a prune. Um, absolutely, it was a wonderful night, magical night. Yeah, would have loved to go. Uh, the... <laughs> so, uh... What's that? <laughs> Sour grapes? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. 
Anyway, the outfits on the red carpet were incredible. Yes. Who are you wearing, Mike? Uh, I'm wearing Bunnings Aisle 22. Beautiful. It's a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful outfit. Look, this is Australian television's night of nights and no one got closer to the action than Sunrise. We'll take you behind the scenes at TV's biggest night, Melbourne CBD injecting room. It was a lovely... The after party was incredible. Um, nice and, to see um, Andrew O'Keefe was invited again. This it was. Yes. And actually, lovely touch for the maths contestants. They set up a safe Botox injecting room, which was a lovely, <laughs> a lovely touch. Uh, but it's been a big week for Logie's Legends. She's a two-time Gold Logie winner and the top-rating radio star. So why is Kate Ritchie giving away her car? <laughs> Kate Ritchie has been arrested for drink driving. No, sorry, no. That was a, that was a different, different incident. Different time. Different incident, sorry. That was... That's not right. Although... Celebrity RBT would be fun to watch, wouldn't it? That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? Look, everyone was excited. Some were really getting into the spirit of the Logies. With JT, who's getting ready for the Logies in... Oh, there he is there. Whoa! Can we go back to that? Yeah, I think I can see his Logies. Um, you let him out of the cash cow suit once, and that is what he goes with. Unbelievable. Uh, of course, the Logies are a celebration of the best shouting in Australian mm. television. My sister is trapped in the you getaway. You can't get over. All of my life. Well done. Well done. And incredible. Absolutely. The equivalent of a chainsaw. Well done. <laughs> the Logies also recognised the best of Australian journalism of the last year. Here are the nominees for most outstanding news coverage or public affairs report. Win News, Armin's Exposed, Win Network. There you go, I understand Armin's uh, not a true nut, technically a seed. Incredible reporting, well done. Deserving, deserving, deserving winner. winner. Tough category, well done. Yeah. Of course, it all came down to the gold Logie. Now, traditionally, this is voted for by the public. But Channel 7 have made some changes. We've lined up some bowls over here, which has the faces of all of tonight's <laughs> nominees on them. And we're going to ask the dogs to run out and choose the bowl with the winner's face, who they think is going to take it home on Sunday for us. Uh, we thought we'd help them out by removing a couple of the bowls beforehand. We also don't want to upset our publicity team so much. What? OK. <laughs> there we go. Maybe we'll leave you for them. The Australian Electoral Commission needs to crack down on seven. What are they doing? So how did the dogs go? <laughs> Wow, what a surprise. <laughs> Looks like they've decided on their winner. Yeah, the winner is Schmackos. <laughs> well done, boys and girls. Unfortunately, it looks like they've also destroyed the picture of our very own Sonia. We need to, to get this back in better shape. So, yeah, so the prediction was Sonia would win but lose a leg. Um, a also, they did have to borrow those dogs from border security. Oh, did they really? And I think it's amazing they can smell it through a photo. Really? <laughs> well, I don't, I, don't, I, don't think that's, I don't think that's quite right. I don't, I don't think that's quite right. Um, and also, I don't think Sonia was too happy about the Black Labs being there either. Um, I, I think we might need to sell that. But it was a magical night. It was a wonderful occasion. And, look, spare a thought for those who had to back up the next morning on breakfast TV. Oh, sorry. And this that's... is why you didn't win the Logies. Sorry. Uh, they're not inviting me back next week. <laughs> but, but you'd have to say that for those backing up on Breakfast TV, it was a hard ass, wasn't it? Yeah, and I thought Matt and Nat from Sunrise looked great. So I would avoid anything that's sort of uh, not red or blue. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Justin Trudeau actually has the same one, but it has a black light on it. Oh, oh, it. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's fine when he does it. <laughs> That's why I'm holding this tightly, because <laughs> they can take them back. <laughs> um, anyway, we had a wonderful night. Uh, Mel Centre and I, it was a wonderful night. And uh, a big thank you to everyone who watches The Cheap Seats, everyone who works behind the scenes to put it together. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. There was one member of our team who sadly wasn't there with us on Sunday, but she's here with us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, live from LA, it's Melanie Bracewell! Yeah. Strong it's like now. A RuPaul's Drag Race down under. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, it is so great to see you. We so missed you there on Sunday. This is absolutely yours. Um, how are you feeling? You're in. You're in LA. You're a Logie winner. I mean, you're saying it's absolutely mine, but I was watching the show and I heard you talking shit, saying it was because I wasn't there. I'm listening. I'm always listening, Tim. I think we're about to lose the satellite link <laughs> to Los Angeles. Uh, no, you weren't there, Mel. Can you tell us where were you when we were winning our Logie? I was in the Melbourne injecting room, oh, actually. Really? Oh, really? Great <laughs> yeah. No, I was in I was in Montreal for the Just for Last Festival, and now I'm in LA because when these awards start rolling in, Hollywood <laughs> starts calling, you know, and you've got to take that call. <laughs> Um, and I just had a question, Mel, about when you're returning, are there any, like, visa issues or is there any reason you couldn't come back? Or, like... Yeah, it's weird. I've just been getting these DMs from Albo saying they've got, he's got all these emails from an Emma at E. Holland. Yeah. So yeah. don't leave her back in. Probably Elizabeth. She's crazy. <laughs> We so, we, so, we so missed you there, Mel. Um, we would have loved to have you up there. This is, this is your chance. Was there anything that, that you wanted to say up on stage at the Logies that now, now you get the forum to say? Well, they say these things are a team effort. Yes. Um, but that is a lie. I'm doing a lot of the heavy lifting. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure about I that. I'm not, not sure about that. I can confirm. No, no. <laughs> I, do want, I do want to say thank you to the whole team of the Chief Seas because it is, it is a massive effort and um, everyone on the show is amazing and genuinely. And no jokes. It's actually really nice too. There we go. That was... Former comedian Melanie Bracewell there. Um, love, love, love it to speak to. Oh, you're still there. Um, sorry. Sorry, Mel. Um, Always listening. Just waiting for you to talk more um, shit. To you're, welcome, you're welcome to stick around if you want, but you can go home. Um, I'm out. We don't, we don't have a... Pr oh, she's gone. <laughs> anyway, see you, Mel. Love it to chat to Mel. Mel will be back next week, but we've got to press on with the other big news this week. Of course, the other big news this week is... She puts the cherry on the one of the greatest ever Australian wins. The Matildas! Unbelievable. Congratulations to the team. We were all watching last night. They beat Canada 4-0 to advance to the knockout stage. And all eyes were on the Matildas. Hoping to secure a spot in the round of 16. But match jitters has got everyone on their toes. <laughs> Apparently that's how Sam Kerr did her calf, by the way. It's just, it's heartbreaking to see that we have, in fact, let foot and mouth into this country. Yes. <laughs> the Matildas fans, gee, they got some good news in the lead-up to the big game. It's the news every Matildas fan has been waiting to hear. Absolutely. Labor retains Mark McGowan's WA seat in by-election.
election win. Uh, the Matildas had to win after their shock loss to Nigeria that no one saw coming. A waddle of prophetic penguins have put their powers to good use to predict the winner in the Matildas World Cup clash against Nigeria. And great news for the green and gold. The pint-sized oracles kicking a football this time in the direction of the Aussie flag. The Matildas World Cup campaign has come crashing down. Crashing down. They will be um, they will be moved to the Orca enclosure tonight. Oh really? Is that right? <laughs> Is that right? Anyway, look, after an amazing week, well done to the Matildas. Good luck for your next match. We are all cheering you on. <laughs> exactly. We've got to take a break. Back with more in the cheat seats. Right after this. It's been an exciting week in the showbiz world. Would you please welcome to the desk our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM, it's Mel Tracina. Mel Tracina, congratulations. Congratulations. I see you also haven't been home. <laughs> oh, this old thing. Oh, I don't know where I got this thing from. I can see that your mum's been making our cocktails. Thank you so much. She certainly has. It's strong. It was a wild after party. Oh, my gosh, huge. The last time I saw you, you and Dr Harry were... <laughs> um... yeah. Let's just say we were doing some neutering. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Old People's Home for Logie Winners is not a show that I want to see. Did you have a wonderful night? Actually, before we get to it, ladies and gentlemen, how stunning does Mel Tracina look? Absolutely. Thank you. Which was no mean feat, given only Kerry Ann Kennelly was allowed makeup. Um, <laughs> but you looked wonderful. Did you have a nice Thank time? You. Yeah, I had, a, I had a fantastic time. It was a very surreal evening. Yeah. Being there with you was pretty mediocre. Um, <laughs> but we got to share a table with Tom Gleisner and Ed Cavalier, and that was a highlight. So. Absolutely. <laughs> Is the reason uh, you're wearing a knuckle duster? Because you were next to him? 100%. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> uh, he was comp complimenting me the whole night, and I said, one more, Tim, and I'm going to have <laughs> Yeah, you, you've won a Logie, not an NBA title. All right, so you, you don't need that one, OK? But we, you were there. You weren't just there as a guest. You were there to do some red carpet interviews. This has become a bit of a cheap seats tradition. The Meltrasina interviews, we will get to those later on. Yes. But in the meantime, you've been watching a bit of TV. I have been watching TV. Hunted continues here on 10, and every so often you'll hear a small detail that reminds you that the fugitives aren't exactly the hardened criminals they're made out to be. To keep themselves ahead of the hunters, the fugitives have been planning every move within their pickleball network well in advance. Yeah, nothing, nothing more dangerous than people not fit enough to play tennis. Actually, they had a good Logies. Well done to the Pickleball Network. They won a few awards <laughs> a couple of their shows. But what the fugitives lack in toughness, they make up for in ingenuity. Bayan and Isha may be camping for the night, but they have their own counter-surveillance measures in place. Hiding in a car with a camo tarp thrown over it, so... <laughs> about as inconspicuous as you can possibly get. Yeah. Second best hideout spot after being on Channel 10. <laughs> the hunters continue uh, to pursue their fugitives, but their research is bringing up some disturbing findings. Jay and Cyber has found a target for Sonia from her social media. Sonia. Look at this thing. Never, never mind the hunters sending the RSPCA. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, when looking for information in a fugitive's home, the hunters leave no stone unturned. We're obviously looking for any historical data, anything that will help us get a link to where they're going. Yeah. yeah. Let's just build a picture on who they are. <laughs> Not to mention the real test of someone's identity, pizza or barbecue. That's yes. <laughs> so what I can tell from that is that they're enemies of the state. <laughs> Do you keep shapes in the freezer? No, but I think I might try it now. Yeah. yeah, how about you? Where do you stand on chicken crimpies? <laughs> That's for the bin. She wins one Logie and just comes out swinging. With my knuckle duster. Wow. Um, now, you might have missed it, but Million Dollar Island finished up over on Channel 7. Great challenges, but I did feel the final task was a little dangerous. That $10,000 has been removed from one of your boxes at random. And in its place is a bomb. What? Jeez. Now, you always got to read the fine print on those reality contracts. You just don't know what's on there. Absolutely. To location, location, location now. And for this couple who met on a dating app, it was meant to be. Luke had PT on his profile. So I thought that he'd be the stereotypical PT. And, like, I wasn't the fittest person. So I'm like, oh, is he going to judge me? Is this, this going to be, like, super ripped guy? But, yeah, luckily he wasn't. <laughs> Brutal. When he said PT, he actually meant public transport. That's cool. <laughs> he's going to add two more letters, PTSD, now. <laughs> that is brutal. Uh, and, of course, the highlight of the week, Australian television's Night of Nights, the Logies. I actually got to go in this year and I also got to hit the red carpet. Thanks, Mel. Yes, I am here at the red carpet of the Logies talking to all the stars that are contractually obliged to talk to us at TV's Night of Nights. What did the Chief Fitzwins of Logie tonight? Does that mean you get up? Yeah, apparently it does. Does? Is this Margot Robbie's best friend, Mel Tresina? Oh, my God, it is! I was going to do an, a Kiwi accent. Do you reckon I should do it? I reckon you should do it. Oh, Hebrew. Oh, yes, pretty. Yeah, on the board up. Your nails are fabulous, Queen Kong. They're strategic. Can you scratch my back? <laughs> do you always judge the food at these events? No, I kind of treat it as it is what it is. Veggie stacks can get fucked. Do you reckon it's going to be popular or outstanding? Outstanding. To me, though, the cheap seats is outstandingly popular. I'd rather be popular, which I am. Congrats on everything, by the way. On, on what? On your show. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, Remember what you're doing right now? Exactly. Oh my gosh, okay, can we pretend that you're on The Voice? And can you can you turn around and pretend you've just seen me for the first time and react, okay? I've just looked down at my shoes and realised I haven't cleaned them since Splendour. I don't know who's going to show up on The Masked Singer. Who's got a secretly great singing voice? This is The Voice! This is great, absolutely. This is The Voice! What advice have you got for a first-timer? Slow. I would say drink as much as you can, please, as early as you can. Stick to the Diet Coke's my advice. The Diet Coke. It's been awesome talking to all the stars. I'm actually allowed in this time, so on that note, I'm out of here. Back to you, Mel. <laughs> well done. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Some wonderful interviews. Interestingly, you left out your chat with the bouncers where you said, don't you know who I am? <laughs> um, that didn't make the cut.
Also, there was a little allusion there to you being on The Masked Singer. Ooh. Yes, we'll know yes. when the chicken crimpy starts singing, who that could be. <laughs> That'd be unbelievable. You met so many amazing celebrities. Did you have a favourite interaction? Uh, we saw lots of famous faces, but there was one celeb in particular that I got very excited to see. <gasps> oh, OK, they're filming Sunrise here. Love it. And look who's over here at the pool. The cash cow. <laughs> the cash cow. Yeah. Unbelievable. The cash cow got loose at the after party. I, I saw did. him I snorting lines of powdered milk. So <laughs> at yeah. one point he had his teats out and I was like, all right, I think it's... I think it's time to call it a night. <laughs> and that is a most outstanding pun, ladies and gentlemen. Well done. And that's my week in arts and entertainment. So would you please thank Mel Tresina. It's been a big year of the Ashes with the Men's and Women's Ashes series all wrapped up in the UK. So it's time for our very special guest. Damien Fleming. Oh, Fleming knocks him over. Fleming striking early. Fleming has done it again. Give me a word that describes what fire does. Hot. <laughs> Would you please welcome Aussie cricketing legend Damien Fleming. Oh, thank you. Thanks, guys. Glenn, it is so great to have you on. We are massive fans. The Ashes has been a big talking point all year. The men's series wrapped up last night in a draw. In a draw. But, hey, firstly, welcome to the Logies Club, too. Oh, thank, you. thank you very much. I thank won you. one for the Big Bash coverage oh, a few years ago. Of course you did. So, yeah, a bit of an exclusive club. Well done. Did we'll I catch also, up. <laughs> did I also hear you've won another big award? You won a... Oh, I don't like to talk about the Academy Award I won. <laughs> for a little... Art house film, Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog Millionaire. So I know when I'm not allowed to talk about we're striking at the moment. Oh yes, you're on strike. Sorry, talking to Brad. The actor on strike. Um, and Tom Hanks. We don't want to be replaced by AI. That's right. Let's get to the cricket now. Of course, in. <laughs> No, you, you were wonderful in Slumdog Millionaire, a really transformative role. You played a small Indian boy. Um, <laughs> um, bowled out swingers. bowled out swingers. Yes. <laughs> Let's get back to the cricket. The, the fifth test wrapped up last night. It was a draw. However, we do retain the ashes. That is the main thing. What's your take off after an incredible series? After what happened last yeah. night? Yeah. I've been taught. I've got to count to ten. I've got to count to ten. I'm not happy. Not happy? Um, but if, if you'd said to me before the series, if Australia had won the Test Championship and regained the Ashes 2-all, I would have taken that. But when we were 2-0 up in the series, yeah. I reckon we just underperformed a bit that we didn't go on to win the series. Yeah. Um, but some great performances by both teams. But once again, overnight, you can't finish a, a series that's been pretty... Uh, played at frenetic pace on and off the field. Yeah. There's controversies. And there was some more last night. So what are we looking at here? This... So the ball on the left is 40 overs old. Uh, so in people terms, that's me. You know, mid-age, <laughs> I'm greying. Uh, I still think there's a good future ahead, but I'm pretty straight. The ball on the right is you, Tim. You're young, uh, you're new, maybe a bit of swing to you as well. <laughs> It actually makes a lot of sense because Tim also sandpapers his legs. Yes. <laughs> and like, like that ball, never been touched. Uh, <laughs> so this, 
But this was, this was England. They, they changed the ball after 40 overs. Well, and the umpires did. Oh, right. and, and the rule says it's got to be like for like. So, so you change a 40-over ball for another ball that's also had about 40 overs. Yeah. That so, one's got the tag on it. That's a new ball. So the umpires, you can see, you can still see the, the shiny yeah. side still. Look at that. Absolutely. So that's a massive advantage, guys, because the old ball, they were hoping to get it going reverse swing, which yeah. is the opposite, with an, and it gets softer. And Usman and Warner were blunt. Or they blunted it to get to that stage of score yeah. runs. The new ball, all of a sudden, Wokes are getting it to swing and same, yeah. and they took a heap of wickets. So unfair, ICC... Cannot let this happen again. You said off-air the death penalty would be an appropriate... <laughs> um, do you, sta you, you stand by that? Well, you know, you've got, a, you've got a panel for a reason. A panel that sometimes you've got to move people on. That's right. <laughs> Repercussions. No, not you, Emma. Not, not you, Emma. You stay here. Hey, hey, speaking of controversy, there was another controversial moment oh. in the fifth test involving the English captain, Ben Stokes. First for Ben Stokes to take the catch. He's taken it cleanly. No issues that it came off glove. Here he goes. So everything's fine there for England. It's there. The hand hits the leg. So he touches his leg with the ball. Yes. Now, that's, this is interesting because there was a bit of controversy earlier in the series about catches. Mitchell Stark had a catch rules not out because it touched the ground even though he had yes. control of it and that's another example. So the rule is that you need to control the ball but mm. also your body actions. Yes. So they deem Mitchell Stark was still trying to uh, finish his jump and yeah. the ball touched the grass. Yeah. There Stokes in trying to celebrate has hit his leg and it's fallen down. So right decision but it's interesting with Ben Stokes you know when, when Carey runs out Bearstow it's the spirit of cricket. That's we right. wouldn't do that. Exactly. Heat of the battle, Ashes day five. He knew he didn't catch that ball, but guess what? He actually goes upstairs to the review third umpire. the third umpire who quite rightly says, not out, you didn't control the ball. So it's interesting, you don't want to be hypocrites, OK? You want to have consistency, but it showed when England, in the heat of the battle, when they really when the series is on the line, That's right. hey, we'll, we'll, we'll test it. I love that you've torn up your English passport here, Flem. Yes. You, you're never going back in that country. This is unbelievable. Very different dialogue if I was in England. <laughs> but I tell you what he was, Ben Stokes, yeah. he went upstairs, lost the review. I tell you what, he was spinning mad. And in the celebration, the hand has come down and hit his thigh. The ball has been dislodged. Oh. <laughs> That's angry. That answers the one question I had about him, so. <laughs> oh, back to the cricket boys. Back to the cricket, yeah, yeah. It was a great series. It was a great, wonderful series. <laughs> Magical series. Hey, Flynn, we're very keen to get your thoughts on something we played last week. This is an ad featuring former Aussie cricketing great Ian Chappell. To show our sincerity, we're ready to return the Ashes to England. For the next few days, I'll be partnering with Bear Cremation to offer free cremations across the United Kingdom. <laughs> free cremations. How did he get paid? Is it a free cremation? Was it? <laughs> I don't know, but we haven't seen um, Greg or Trevor in a long time. Um, they might be up there. Would you ever do an ad for cremations? Oh, you, is that an offer? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Why not? Well, speaking of ex-cricketers doing ads, yes. we loved the fake ads you used to do for Thank God You're Here. <laughs> Former Test cricketer Damien Fleming for the Australian Synchrotron. You know, choosing the right subatomic particle analysis facility is a little bit like medium pace bowling. That's why when I need high-resolution photon delivery, I head straight for the Australian Synchrotron. <laughs> this place has nine different beam lines, including powder diffraction and X-ray absorption fluorescence. Now, that is unbelievable. <laughs> that is unbelievable, Flynn. That is outstanding. I love my powdered diffractions, <laughs> isn't it? it is, it's a lot like medium pace bowling. It is. <laughs> and, the, and the synchrotron's come a long way, hasn't it, Flynn? It has. It has. Where? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we've got to take a break. Would you please thank Damien Fleming? The truth is out there. A tic-tac-shaped object thought to be a piece of space junk. Dead aliens. Deep space. Crashed UFOs. UFO. UFOs. Would you believe it? If you've got views about aliens, please let us know. So much space news at the moment. Who better to walk us all through it than an engineer, an astrophysicist, he even... Has a PhD, guys, in breakdancing. He certainly does. Would you please welcome friend of the show, Dr Matt Agnew! Pleasure to see you, Matt. Thanks again for coming back on. Pleasure. Pleasure. It has been a massive week of space news, out of the US in particular, with a congressional hearing about UFOs, alien life form. What's going on? It's, it's funny you mention it, right, because these sort of things, they only ever seem to happen in America. So the aliens have a real <laughs> ulterior real motive specific. here, right? It's really specific. But, yeah, as you said, there was a congressional hearing. There's a whistleblower that's come out, and uh, he's been previously a uh, defence intelligence analyst involved with investigating what's going on with these UAP, these unidentified anomalous phenomena. And I thought it was the United <laughs> Australia Party. Um, <laughs> speaking of subhuman life, um, no, 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 no. But, yeah, so there's been this, this hearing and it's all about legislating more transparency in defence spending. So this is the thing, right, because there's been alien talk for a long time, but now it's coming from military people... Like, not crackpots. So this, <laughs> this has got us all hooked. This is amazing. Uh, there's, I mean, you're, you're conflating two things here. You can definitely still be a crackpot and have credentials, yes. I think. So <laughs> the evidence that he's put forward is it's not even there. And there's a famous quote by Carl Sagan, which is extraordinarily oh, you know, clear. You me. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, familiar. Yeah, familiar. Yeah. OK, yeah. <laughs> but, for, but, but, but for those who don't know, Emma, that famous Dr Carl Sagan quote is... Uh, I'm on Triple J every night at 5pm. No, wrong Dr Carl, wrong Dr Carl, sorry. (laughs) Matt, fill us in. Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence and in this case there's not even, there's not extraordinary evidence, there's there's no evidence at all. So it is, uh, the technical term is bullshit. Oh, right, OK, great. That's very much what's going on How do you spell that? Yeah, so B-U-L-L. Great. Because all the talk is that the Pentagon, they have collected... Not only alien spacecraft, but alien, I think it was non-human biology? Biologics, yeah. yeah. So it's um, things of biological origin that are, are non-human. Um, Didn't they just say NRL player? Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Equally accurate, yeah. Um, but, yeah, essentially non-human uh, biology is any other animal on the planet. So it's kind of to jump from non-human to alien is bizarre yeah. um, and kind of uh, inconsequential, really. Yeah, I was at the Logies and there was plenty of non-human <laughs> biologics uh, that night. Yeah, yeah. So, 
So how do you explain these UAPs then? I mean, there's, there's, there's not really any evidence. There's this, as is the case with most conspiracy theories, really grainy footage, out of focus, really far well, that's away. What we've seen this week. We've seen all the footage. It's like black and green. There's a little speck in the background. It's flying. A lot of the pilots are saying they see this all the time. I mean, everyone in the audience has a high-definition camera in their pockets, and yet well, none no, of them no. have it, right? So none of the Navy, they never seem to have a phone in their pocket to take a photo of these things. So it's, yeah. it makes no sense that you'd have these really advanced civilizations that they can travel the enormous chasm between worlds and then they get here and crash. And, like, <laughs> it makes... It, it, the USA, no less, right? It, it kind of just doesn't seem to make sense. So, look, there's, there's just so many holes and it's just... It all boils down to a real trust-me-bro situation. And, <laughs> the, yeah, there's no evidence. Trust-me-bro, another one of Carl Sagan's great quotes <laughs> as well, by the way. Well, let's stay in the space world because... Or space galaxy, as you might say. Um, Good on you, mate. Yep. I like it. Good save. Uh, sticking with space, there's been a lot of space news recently. We saw this on a beach in WA. A giant piece of space junk that fell from the sky and washed up on a beach in WA has been identified as part of an Indian rocket. The Australian Space Agency confirmed its debris belonging to a polar satellite launch vehicle. Now the question is, what to do with it? What do we do with it? Uh, I mean, this has happened in the past. There's a, there's a lot of stuff that has landed, space junk that has landed back on Earth, yeah. and, and there was actually in 1979 a old uncrewed uh, lab in, the, in space that they decommissioned and it crashed in Australia in Esperance in WA. Oh, wow. And uh, they've used, utilised that to kind of make a bit of a tourism pull, you know, come see the the, the remains of the space lab. But yeah. um, they also, tongue-in-cheek, uh, the Shire of Esperance issued NASA a littering fine of $400 oh, did they really? for, for crashing in, in, uh, in the Shire. But uh, NASA didn't pay. So oh, I think right. a radio station in the US copped it for them. But, yeah, I mean, that, they used it for, you know, tourism and potentially they can do that again here. I mean, all, full credit to the space junk for managing to get into Western Australia with Mark <laughs> McGowan. Um, he would have turned that back. Um, the other big topic of late, space tourism. It's really ramping up. We've got SpaceX, Virgin Galactic. In fact, actually, Virgin, a couple of weeks ago, launched a very interesting-looking flight route. Um, you're just anticipating the release. I can, can't imagine what the crew is can, can you just talk us through that pattern? Uh, yeah, I think this is the uh, billionaire compensation curve. Oh, is it uh, really? Oh, right. It's uh, a well-known phenomenon in flight trajectories, but, yeah. Would you ever Would you ever pay the money to go up in space? Uh, I mean, until you said pay the money, yeah, I would yeah. always go up in space, yeah. but, I, I, yeah, no, I don't have any interest in paying obscene amounts of cash, so uh, throw me a freebie and, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know you wouldn't pay to go up, but would you pay to go maybe, like, down, I don't know, like, underwater maybe? Yeah. Some kind of, like... <laughs> Submersible. Very, yeah, very low on my uh, things I want to do. Uh, but it is very low. Yeah, yeah. Not in the Titanic. Yeah, you can't go much lower. No, that's yes, right. Yeah. But yes, no, no, not 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 in this life. <laughs> Maybe in the next. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to find out more, Dr. Matt's Guide to Life and Space is available in all good bookstores. It is always a pleasure to have a friend of the show with us. Would you please thank Dr. Matt Agnew? <laughs> Before we go any further, can we just check back in on... Yes. Can one of the judges please turn their chair around so that he can finish up? Let's get a move on. Uh, well, let's head to Queensland. Well, firefighters had to get creative to entice a cat out of a drain in Newtown after it became stuck. 
This was a big story in Queensland. Yeah. A yeah. cat stuck down a drain. But it's it's okay. The cat is fine and it's happy back at home. In the end, they left out his favourite treats and he came out two hours later on his own accord, as cats do. Good to be home, isn't it, hey? Yes. <laughs> it's all right. It's good to be home. It's all done. Get that cat back to the drain. <laughs> In the meantime, let's head to the Northern Territory. This 1978 Land Cruiser J40 disappears into the sea. Straight to the Titanic. <laughs> I think that's Kate Ritchie in the drive. No, I don't think that's, that's not Kate Ritchie. <laughs> that's, that's not Kate Ritchie. Be, that can't be Kate. She's driving towards water. That wouldn't be Kate Ritchie. Um, <laughs> no, we, we, love, we love you, Kate. <laughs> if it was a pool of Pinot Grigio, maybe. But... <laughs> no, this is incredible. It's actually an attempt to break a world record. By driving a car underwater across the Darwin Harbour. Yes, and this was led by a team of very experienced, very Aussie engineers. Obviously, we did some calculations and, you know, basically drank a heap of beers and talked about it. <laughs> we did some calculations, then drank a heap of beers. I believe Pythagoras used the same thing when he was working on the triangles. Now, moving on, and just changing gears here for a second, I've been watching a lot of Millionaire Hot Seat lately. <laughs> What? <laughs> I have. It's it's a good show. Have you heard of Have you heard of Netflix? Well <laughs> Look, I've been watching Millionaire Hot Seat and I've noticed something about the contestants. I reckon they've all got something in common. Let's meet our contestants tonight and they are Harry Harge. He fell off a ski jump, broke three toes and chipped his tooth. Ouch! Rachel Hower, who was riding through South America without knowing she had broken her back. Ow. Using a screwdriver at work, Jack Johnson impaled the palm of his hand. Ouch! Twelve spikes stuck in her foot. Ouch! He ended up in hospital and broke his ribs. Broke his ribs. <laughs> Dislocated her shoulder after having a neck spasm. She super glued her eyes shut. And even though Adrian Bond fell off a ladder and split his head open, he went straight back to work. Get on here, Adrian. <laughs> what is going on on hot seats? <laughs> Spending time with Eddie Maguire. Ouch! <laughs> there are Matilda's training camps that are less brutal than that. What is going? Going on, everyone is injured. I mean, surely it's not all accidents. After chopping off his finger, Frank Bianco's neighbour found it and put it in a jar. What is going on? <laughs> the last thing Frank needed to hear was this. Let's play fastest finger first. Go. Oh, that is too soon, Eddie. That is too soon. Unbelievable. Not cool. Not cool. And fingers crossed he wins. <laughs> Let's check out the introductions on the chase. Hi, my name's Maureen. I love horse racing and I'm missing two knuckles. Can we get a contestant with bones on the show? I like how she said that in quotation marks. <laughs> knuckles. I reckon her friends got him in a jar, um, by the way. So Millionaire Hot Seat, it's all about the accidents. But it's worth remembering, there are accidents and then there are... Accidents. <laughs> Hannah Broadhurst accidentally waxed off one of her eyebrows. Whoops. While sleeping in his girlfriend's house, Jack Fitzharris accidentally slid into bed with her mum. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Look, it's easily done. Um, <laughs> all right, we have to move on. And 
Let's head to Nine News Melbourne. The terrifying moment a crane smashes into a New York building and the surprising research that shows women are more likely to take a tumble down the stairs. There's only one word for that. Ouch! Exactly. We've got to take a break. Back with more in the cheap seats right after this. Please keep the applause going for the fabulous Emma Holland. Thank you so much. It has been, it's been an absolute pleasure sharing the desk with you the Thank last you. couple of weeks. Mel's going to be back next week, but we have absolutely loved having you on the show. Have you had fun? <laughs> In the meantime, <laughs> let's get a check of your Tuesday weather. Move on to the next slide and perhaps the slide after that as well. It's not telling us what we want to hear and we're going to keep on moving on because we want to know what is going on rain-wise in New South Wales. We'll just have to flick through a few more. Yes, we'll come yeah. back. Yep. Uh, medium chance of technical difficulties, I think, was the, was the <laughs> forecast. Look, when it comes to insightful weather coverage, I turn to Jade Kotick from 10 News First. It will stay dry in Melbourne over the next 24 hours as a board high-pressure system slowly drifts across the state. <laughs> Fresh from the Pickleball Network. Yes. <laughs> that is a very tiny woman in the background. <laughs> I have noticed something about Jade Coddick's crosses. It always looks like her date hasn't shown up. Melbourne's weather down to 7 degrees tonight. A top of 17, top of 12 and up to 10 millimetres of rain. Down to 6 degrees tonight. A top of Wednesday, partly cloudy. <laughs> yep. Top of 12 and low chance of receiving a rose. Yes. <laughs> the forecast was 20 millimetres of tears. <laughs> Um, followed by 200 millilitres of Pinot Grigio. So, uh, Jade, we love you. You do great work. Um, uh, dump him. <laughs> Cut him off. But before we go, it's that time of the show. Oh, yes. Time to award our... Of course, the ashes are done and dusted. There's been some incredible coverage, but no one got closer to the action than Channel 9's Sam Jordan. That's one of the most memorable in ashes history. Could be crucial with bad weather looming. With Steve Smith to resume tomorrow. The no one got closer tomorrow. than Big Sam score. Jordan. That is why he takes home our... <laughs> we go, I think it's time to see if he's finally finished. Oh, yeah. He's done. He is done. And so are we. Would you please put your hands together for Emma Holland. Yeah.